Welcome to Lead On, a program where we talk about practical issues related to ministry leadership. My name is Jeff Orge, and I'm the president of Gateway Seminary, and I've been a ministry leader for a long time. I've been a pastor and a church planter and a ministry executive, and throughout all those experiences, I've learned a few things about what it means to apply a sound biblical and theological perspective on ministry to the practical issues related to ministry leadership. Now, if you're new to our program, now, this is not really a Bible preaching or teaching program per se, although we do reference the Bible and, of course, our Christian worldview in trying to solve some of the dilemmas we encounter in ministry leadership. Now, we've been talking on this program about a number of different issues recently that relate to uh, the pandemic, to ministry challenges we've been facing, to this, the emotional toll that that takes on ministry leaders. And so in the context of all of that, I want to try to address a very significant issue today. And that is, when you're involved in a ministry leadership situation, how do you know when it's time to leave? How do you know when it's time to step aside, to quit, to retire, to move on to another church or ministry organization, to take a different job? How do you know when it's time to relinquish your leadership responsibility in one context and perhaps move to another situation. Well, this is important today for at least a couple of reasons. First of all, the pandemic has actually been uh, a time of relative stability in many ministry organizations and churches. I was talking recently to a denominational worker who supervises about 200 churches, and he said that during the past year, there's not been one of those churches who've had their pastor resign or leave. Uh, that's unusual. But the fact is the pandemic has caused pastors to feel uh, more uh, loyal and committed to where they are and a sense that they didn't want to abandon their flock during a difficult time. But it's also motivated some pastors to say, I'm not going to step aside because it's such an uncertain time. I, I'd rather put up with the problems I have than take the risk of going to some other new situation or even just leaving this one and hoping that I can find a way to support myself until a new ministry opportunity comes along. So for at least those two reasons, this has been a time of relative stability, particularly in churches and also in ministry organizations. Now, while it's been a time of stability in that sense, it's also been a time of real emotional stress on ministry leaders. And so my sense is that we may be moving toward a time of profound disruption in churches and ministry organizations, that when the pandemic abates, there's going to be a surge of churches changing pastoral leaders. There's going to be a surge of leaders stepping out of their roles that they've stayed in out of loyalty or a sense of duty. And there may also be a sense of uh, a surge of those who are moving into retirement and other kinds of changes. So we have to be able to answer the question, well, when do we know it's time to move on? Now, of course, the simplest and most obvious answer is, well, we know it's time to leave when God tells us to. And I certainly would not diminish that. I believe we do spiritual work. I believe we have to be guided by God working in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit to show us what he wants us to do and to accomplish. And that includes uh, ministry assignments that we have. But the question, if that's the true conviction that we only leave or change or move on when God directs us to, then that leads us to the next question, and that is, how do we know when God is leading or directing? So I want to see if I can address 
the practical aspects of this on the program today as we consider what it means to make a decision about changing ministry assignments or ministry leadership responsibilities. Now, the first thing I'd like to say is that there's a definite indication that it's not time to leave, and that is you don't leave just because you're discouraged. You might say, but I am discouraged, and my discouragement uh, is the reason I want to leave. Well, if that's the case, don't do it. Don't make a decision based on your emotional state or your emotional well-being in any given moment. Discouragement may be part of the reason that you are leaving, or it may be a result of the reasons why you're leaving, but don't let discouragement itself be the reason. Let me give you an illustration of what I mean. Suppose there's significant conflict going on in your church or your ministry organization, and you've been trying to resolve it, and you've been unsuccessful. And you've concluded that the people who are at war with one another over whatever issue are so deeply entrenched that they're not going to change, and that there's really no point in you continuing to try to intervene in that situation or lead that church or organization forward. You've done all you can do, and you've reached a point where you realize your leadership is not going to effectively solve this problem. And as a result, you're discouraged. So you're thinking about leaving. But why are you leaving? You're not leaving because you're discouraged. You're leaving because there is an entrenched conflict in your ministry organization that you've been unable to resolve, and you've concluded that by your leadership, nothing is really productive, uh, not going to happen productively to produce the change that's needed. And so your decision is that you're going to step out. Now, you may step out in the context of being discouraged, but you're not leaving because you're discouraged. So get that distinction in your mind. Because quite frankly, if we're going to leave a ministry organization every time we feel discouraged, we're going to be leaving about every other weekend. Ministry's hard. Ministry leadership is challenging. Uh, Ministry situations drain us emotionally. They leave us feeling depleted and empty and, quite honestly, discouraged. But you can't base your decision on these waves of discouragement that may come and go over the time that you're involved in ministry leadership. No, what you have to do is base your decision on some other factors. So don't leave just because you're discouraged, but if discouragement is a result of some legitimate reasons to think about leaving, then perhaps you may leave in the context of discouragement, but not because of it. Now, there's some other times that people often say they're that, 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 that make them want to leave or make them want to resign or make them want to retire that are also really not that appropriate. First of all, well, I'm going to leave because the work here is just too hard. Look, the work is hard everywhere. Uh, for a number of years, I worked in a denominational context where I had about 400 to 450 churches that I was responsible for leading. And when I first started in that responsibility, I started visiting those churches and meeting those pastors and uh, I started hearing a very common, rethain, a common refrain. Almost everywhere I went, the conversation would start with, well, you know, it's, it's really hard here. And I, I heard that over and over and over and over. And at first I thought, wow, uh, everyone is so negative about their situation. And then I realized they're not really negative. They're just being frank. And then I realized, yeah, and they're being frank because they're telling me the truth. And that is that it's hard everywhere. Look, ministry leadership is hard work. 
And it really doesn't matter the setting, the context, or the challenges you're facing. Eventually, you'll come to the same conclusion. It's hard here, and it really is. So just because ministry is hard, that doesn't automatically mean we should leave. Another thing is people sometimes say, well, there's people in conflict with me or conflict with others, with each other in my organization, and because of the conflict, I need to leave. Well, that's really a bad time to leave. Now, if conflict can't be successfully resolved and you've exhausted all opportunity or option, well, maybe that is an indication that you should leave. But just because conflict arises, that's not an indication that you're to turn tail and run. you got to stay. Another one is, uh, well, another church or another organization offered me more money or more prestige or a bigger position or a bigger church are something that really appeals to me, like being closer to my family or being closer to home. Well, certainly, all of those factors can be positive things in our lives. It is always nice to make more money, and it's great to be in a more prestigious location, and it's uh, flattering to be given greater opportunity. It's also often enjoyable to live closer to home or closer to family. And so while some of these factors may very well be part of the decision, they can't really be the driving force behind a decision of when to leave one place and go to another. So when do you not leave? Well, you don't leave just because the work is hard. You don't leave just because there's conflict going on. And you don't leave just because someone's given you a better opportunity or a bigger possibility or more money or anything like that. And you don't leave, as I said at the beginning, just because you're discouraged. No, discouragement may be a result of a legitimate reason for you to leave, but you can't leave just because you're emotionally depleted. So what is that key issue that we said from the beginning we want to resolve? And that is, does God really want me to leave? So let me give you two perspectives now on how to answer that question more positively. We've talked about some of the negative factors that we want to eliminate. What are some of the positive factors to to consider? And I'll give you two. The first positive question or positive factor to consider is this. Has God finished doing through me what needs to be done in this location? Has God finished doing through me what he wants me to accomplish in this situation? Now, listen to that question very carefully. I did not ask, has everything been done here that can ever be done in the history of time? I did not ask, have I done everything humanly possible that I could have ever done and hoped to accomplish in this context or situation? No. I asked the question, has God worked through me to accomplish what he wanted to do in this situation or what he wanted to do through me in this context? You know, every time I've changed ministry roles, I have regretted some things that were left undone. But every time I've left a ministry role, I've been surprised at some of the things that emerged after I left that needed to be done that I was blinded to seeing. Things that I just didn't have on my radar. But when the process brought a new person to follow me, that person had new dreams, new visions, new passions that saw things that I didn't see and attempted processes and projects that I never would have tried, yeah, the person who came after me in some ways did more, did better, but certainly did differently 
than I did when I was in a particular role. Now, why is that important? It's because we never can ever say, I did everything that could possibly have been done, or I did everything in this context that anyone could have ever imagined was needed. No, that's really not possible. But it is possible for us to say, I've done everything that I can do in this situation, and God has used me to make my contribution in this particular context. And in the times when I have left and moved from one ministry organization to the other, I've had that sense that God had used me, that God had used my talents, my gifts, my abilities, my perspectives. God had used me to accomplish what he wanted to do through me in the particular situation or in the particular context, and he had used me particularly in that timing of the time that I served to do what needed to be done. And so I was able to leave, not with a sense that I had done everything that could be done, but with a strong peace that I had done all I was supposed to have done. I did not leave with an arrogant conviction that everything had been done that could have possibly been done in the history of, of Christianity to accomplish what God wanted done in that time or that place. No, but I did leave with a sense of I've done my part at the time that I served to accomplish what needed to be done if you want to say it this way, on my watch. And so the first question you want to ask is, has God done through me what needed to be done in this situation? And has God done through me in this context all that could have been done uh, during my time of leadership? Again, that means you're going to leave with some things undone, some things unresolved, some things perhaps uh, disappointing in the sense that they didn't turn out like you hoped. But nevertheless, you will be able to, with some satisfaction, say, I did what I was responsible to do. But now I want to ask you to consider a second question. And this is a question that's not as often considered, but I think is equally or even more important. If the first question is, has God done through me what he wanted to accomplish? The second question is this, has God done in me what he wanted to accomplish while I served in this ministry role or responsibility? Has God worked in me? Now, I believe that God's overarching purpose for every Christian, including every Christian leader, is to reshape our character to reflect the image of Jesus Christ. Uh, The Bible says that God's purpose is that we be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. That's what God is trying to accomplish in every one of our lives. He's at work shaping our character, remaking us, and turning us into the people he wants us to be. And so a second and uh, and very important question to ask is this, has God done in me what he wants to do in this particular context or setting? Has he used these circumstances of ministry, these people I've been working with, these challenges I've been facing, has he used all of this to perfect the character of Jesus Christ in me, and is he now ready to move me to another setting or context in which he can more effectively continue that shaping process? I liken it this way. When I served in one ministry organization, I had been there for about 10 years. When I started in that job, it was a daily challenge just to survive. I was in over my head swimming for my life. But over the 10 years of time, I actually became very comfortable in that role. I learned what my responsibilities were. I knew what I needed to do. I felt like I was handling the situations that were coming at me pretty well. And so 
I went from swimming for my life to stroking along in a warm pool, and man, it felt good. And then one day, through a process, God helped me to understand that it was time for me to move to another ministry organization. And when I was making that decision, one of the key drivers for me was coming to understand that I had reached a point in my character development, in my being shaped in the image of Jesus, that in my old job I was swimming laps in a warm pool, not really challenged, not really growing, not really being forced to develop day by day. And then God did it again. He dropped me into another location, which was once again like being dropped into a cold pool, and I found myself again swimming for my life having to trust God in ways I had not had to trust him for a long time, having to depend on him for wisdom, for decisions that were baffling and overwhelming to me, having to humble myself and learn new skills and new approaches that I had never even imagined I would have to have as a part of my skill set to do my job. That's just three ways that God was at work almost immediately to shape the character of Jesus Christ in me by placing me in that new ministry responsibility. So, here's what we've said so far. When is it time to leave one ministry organization and go to work for another one? Leave one church, go to work for another one? Step out of one responsibility, even in your church organization, take on a new set of responsibilities? When is it time to move on, to leave, to change roles? Well, not when you're facing difficulty, not when the work is hard, not when people are in conflict, not when you get a bigger opportunity at some other location. Not any one of those single factors is the reason. And certainly, if you're discouraged, that's not the reason. But if instead you can see past all of these circumstances and ask and answer these two questions, is God finished doing through me what he wants to do in this particular context? And has God finished doing in me what he wants to do in shaping the character of Jesus Christ in my life through these particular ministry circumstances, then perhaps, perhaps it is time to leave. So proactively then, when is it time to leave? Well, it's time to leave when you feel that you have fulfilled the tasks and responsibilities that you were given when you arrived in that position. Second, it's time to leave when you feel that your character shaping and developing in that role has been complete. Not that you've been completely shaped to be like Jesus yet, but you're confident that your current role has fulfilled that purpose, and it's now time to move you to another opportunity. Uh, another thing to consider as you're answering those two questions, of course, is the overall picture of what you're doing and the overall picture of where you're headed into your future. So let me give you two or three signposts that might help you point along the way as you make this decision about moving on. Remember, we've settled the issue that we're uh, going to move on when our uh, we've done when what's been done through us has reached a point of completion and what's been done in us has reached a point of completion. Neither one final, but both a satisfactory point of completion, a comma, if you will, and a time to move on in life. Now, as you're thinking about the moving on, consider some of these factors. Where can I make my best contribution to fulfilling God's mission? Not where I can get the best job or the most money or the nicest position or the easiest people to work with, but where can I go? to contribute to fulfilling God's mission? Where can I make my best contribution going forward? Another thing to ask is, where should I go where I can really have a good fit 
for who I am now in my life. Now, this is a little challenging sometimes, but people do change over a lifetime. Uh, I'm certainly not the ministry leader I was 40 years ago or 30 years ago or even 20 years ago. I've changed and grown and developed. And so I needed to, in my life, change and grow and develop into some new roles and responsibilities to fit the who I am now, not the who I used to be as a ministry leader. So as you're thinking about moving forward, first, where can I best fulfill God's mission and where can I most likely make my biggest impact? Second, where can I go where I'm a good fit, where, where, I, where I can express who I am now in ministry leadership? You know, when I started out in ministry leadership, I was in a pastoral role and felt, felt really good about that. But even in that role, I, I started gravity, gravitating toward organizational leadership and organizational uh, uh, issues. Uh, I started being asked to be on task forces and committees and boards and other things because even as a pastor, I was perceived to have that kind of gifting and perspective. And so then it wasn't very long until someone on one of those boards said, well, you really do have executive gifts. Why don't you think about moving over into ministry leadership as an executive instead of as a pastor? And ultimately, that's, of course, how my life shifted. So what I'm saying is my life changed over time, and so the job fit changed over time, and what I needed to do changed over time. And so one of the reasons to know that it's time to move on to another place is just to get into a place where you're going to be a better fit for who you are now and who you are as you're developing, not as you used to be. One of the things, for example, we find in our program at Gateway Seminary, where I'm the president, is that a lot of our doctoral students, especially our Doctor of Ministry students, make a job change sometime near the end of their program. It's not that their program has forced them to do anything like that. It's that the program has helped them crystallize who they've become in ministry leadership and to really take a, a, a good look at where they're serving and an appraisal of where they need to be and where they need to go and make the kind of change necessary to get into that good fit kind of situation. So going forward, you want to look for a place where you can make a good contribution to the fulfillment of God's mission. You want to make a go to a position where you're going to find a good fit, uh, not a fit for who you used to be, but who you are now, and that you can make a good contribution where you are now. Uh, and then third, as you go forward, you want to go somewhere where people who you love and respect see you thriving. Now, that's why mentors and spouses are really helpful in a process like this. It's good to have other people look at us who can give a more objective appraisal of who we are and say, yeah, I see you in that role. I think of an opportunity that came to me one time a number of years ago, and I went home to my wife and I said, hey, I got a call today about this position, and they suggested that I might be good at it. Uh, it's, you know, it sounds interesting. What do you think? And she shook her head and she said, that's not for you. I said, well, what do you mean that's not for me? She goes, it's not for you. She said, you think about it for a couple of days and you'll realize that you would enjoy doing that job for about the first year. And then after that, you're going to be bored by it because that particular job requires a lot of repetition, not an entrepreneurial kind of leadership, which is what you enjoy providing. And in that one conversation, my wife cut right to the heart of it. I could give you another, a number of other illustrations how a mentor of mine and my wife helped me over the years to just see it was either time to move or time not to move because they had insight into me that I didn't really have. Well, we've talked today about when to know when to move on in ministry leadership. I'm not trying to get you to leave. Most of us need to stay right where we are. But there do come seasons in life when God says, it's time to do something else. Hopefully, the program today will help you understand 
how to answer the question, when is it time to move to a new ministry organization? Make that decision to move to where God can use you best as you lead on. Have you ever wanted to earn your doctorate degree? Gateway Seminary's Doctor of Ministry program is practical, affordable, and designed for working adults just like you. A Doctor of Ministry degree takes about three years to complete, and it's going to help you become a better leader and open up new opportunities. Imagine having your doctorate in three years. You can do it. Visit gs.edu dmin. Applications are due April 1st, so don't delay. gs.edu dmin.